Welcome to this week's Nerdables. This week we are talking... Yes, welcome this week's Nerdables. What? You always skip the two. You're just like, welcome this week's Nerdables. Like we're welcoming, welcoming Nerdables to the... Welcome this week's Nerdables. Hi, come on in. Have a seat. I thought I said the two. No, you never do. Welcome to this week's Nerdables. Well, now it just sounds weird. <laughs> now you, you just sound like you're emphasizing because we made a comment. Am I going to get through the intro, or are we just going to keep you going? You don't get through the intro anyway. It doesn't matter. All right, so Batman Animated joins Arrowverse, Marvel ro- TV Rumors, D&D Reboot for Marvel Writers, X-Men Mutants Become One, Disney Plus is an add-on to Hulu. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris and Ethan. I should probably start with the last one, because I think it's the only one any of us know how to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Slow Newsweek, fans. So um, Get ready for Tangentverse. Part whatever <laughs> is that? Is that the new CW show? Yes, that's part of yeah, the, yeah. the that's the first crossover after Arrow leaves. Nice, nice. Um, so yes, there actually is a tangent universe. They have a ta- they have tangent comments for for DC where they had multiverse stuff. I love the, before we get into. It, I love the fact that uh, Sebastian put on our thread when we were talking about the fact that the. Batman, I, who's you know, he's the only Kevin Batman Conroy Batman. who's been Batman longer than anybody. Yeah. The but he's been the voice. Will now be actually be Batman. Bruce Wayne Batman. They didn't say. They I don't think he's going to be in a say. suit. No, no, no. But I don't way... know if he's actually going to be on camera. Remember, mm-hmm. there was news that came out a a while back. That or, matter of fact, maybe it might have even been the first trailer that they showed of her. No, it was at the end of last year's crossover. She presses a tape on the desk, and it's Bruce's voice talking to her about how she's going. She needs to take over the mantle because he's going away. Mm-hmm. So I, this, I woke up and I realized I'm a multi-billionaire, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go get on a boat. And it's going to be so you clean up Gotham and I am out. Well, it's like, I think it was like he had to go to space or something or there didn't really, or space. Batman in space. Well, Batman's been in space with the Justice League, but still. Or he had to go someplace to, to take care of, and you know, it kind of left it open. It kind of That's, set up for crisis. Yeah. That he's gone, he had to go hey, someplace. Poochie, it looks like you have something to say. <laughs> I have to go now. <laughs> Bye, Pooch. But it, it could be that he had to go into the multiverse, you know, to another Earth to save yeah. it. I can see it like that, or I can even see it as him being on screen. As I hope they put him on screen. He deserves it. Yes. I think he I would do... I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I doubt but it too. But I would like to see him like coming as from another universe as an old man Batman. I could th- kind of like the Batman beyond Batman. But There's a weird thing in that. He's been the voice of Batman in so many different aspects. Mm. You know, the Justice League action cartoon, of course, the old Batman series and other things. That Hell, even a lot of you the movies don't wanna, that are out now. You don't want to put a face... You don't want to put that voice to a face. Well, and that's. But I think that's different because with him, he's very comfortable doing the voice on camera. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about him. No, no, no. I'm saying saying from from an audience standpoint and from a creative standpoint for DC as a whole, Mm -hmm. taking that iconic voice and showing you the face of that voice when he's existed in all of these different avenues and yes, is considered 
I can see that. You know, yeah, that yeah. he is the the Batman above Batmans because there's been 80 people that have played him. I've been around I've been around enough voiceover actors. I've taken enough voiceover classes that voiceover there's a stigma with the audience knowing who the putting a face to the voice. Mm. You know, Tara Strong. Well, yeah, that's why I think a lot of that's gone away, especially with someone like Tara Strong. Yes. Who's used her fame as doing a thousand different voices and being kind of. Oh, if you follow her on Instagram, you see every other day she posts, or every other time that she well, yeah. posts, it's well, something with her doing like Harley's voice or something from My Little Pony. Or yeah, the... but for her, and let's face it, she's disgustingly good looking. That's part of her brand is being gorgeous. Correct. And she's able to cosplay as a lot of the characters that she's been and stuff like that. And that's a big, you know, she demands more money than anybody else. She's probably the most famous voiceover person I can think of that is a strictly a voiceover person. Yeah. And especially in it. Conway's pretty up there too. But it's not Tara Strong. In terms of, he may, he, he, he may on his own end right. say, I'm not going to do 20 conventions a year. That Tara does. Right. Just simply for him, it's like, I don't want to do that. This is something Tara wants to do. She's been able to monetize it, which has been fantastic. She's very outspoken about about um, voiceover and voiceover work. She's and, one and of the most recognizable. Stuff. She is the most recognizable yeah. in terms of putting a face to it. And in an era in which, and we talked about this with Eric when we, uh, Eric Bowser, when we interviewed him, in an age in which almost every major voiceover talent is an actor mm-hmm. that they've you know, put into that, you know, we've gotten... Uh, major actors and actresses be the voices of anything that's on screen on screen uh, on, film on big screen, screen. yeah film big screen, screen. Uh, that I think as a voice actor now or actress you, you should get out there as much as you can mm-hmm. and show people what you're doing because you can put if you put Harley Quinn on the big screen as an animated property and Kevin Conroy's the same way Conroy's the same way you're, you don't want you know Emily Blunt playing Harley Quinn. Right. No, I want it to be Tara Strong. Yeah. Uh, we have well, you know, like- Josh Duhamel playing Batman. No, I want it Kevin Conroy. That, those are two of the only names I can think of that you would, as a fan, I think, demand that those people. Transformers did a good job. They brought over. Um, yeah, I, well, that, yeah, that's the same thing. When when it's iconic like that with Peter Cullen and oh, who is Megatron? I, Gosh the, darn it! I know it's. Um... I know we could look it up, but it's, yeah. It, but for those two voices, Optimus Prime is such a distinctive voice, and that's it was kind of James Earl Jones is is Mufasa. Mufasa, and we looked at how is how is that any different? And it's like who who would you rather do? No one, right? It's we like, talked about the genie and Aladdin mm-hmm. being Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith and going no, right? I don't want anybody else to be the genie. You don't want anybody else to be Optimus Prime. You don't want anybody else to be Megatron. I think you could even throw Starscream in in terms of that. Oh, I definitely would. I would. Batman. We've had other people play Batman. We've had other people play Batman Mm -hmm. on very, um, uh, uh, on very notable projects. We've had other people play Harley on other animated projects. And Tara Strong didn't start Harley. No. No, not technically. There was a someone else. I think did the first season. The, the, was it the first season or the first episode? I believe it was the first season. I thought it was. I thought I. I could be wrong. I, you could be right. She, I, she's I, always admitted that she didn't originate that. Voice. Right. The, the first Harley voice. The first time you ever hear Harley, which of course is her first appearance, because she she debuted in the animated series. 
it's not Tara Strong. But right, Tara but when you get to, to when you get to a, in the animated media, you want it to be Tara Strong as yes. Harley. You want Mark Hamill as the Joker. You want Conroy as Batman. You you want to keep those. Yeah, Hamill would be. But again, Hamill was one that was an iconic actor for a sect of audience. You know, he was never. It wasn't like Harrison Ford who went on to do a dozen other films and other genres and other types that became... Right. Hamill is beloved by Star Wars fans and people in pop culture, and then he went and did voiceover, and you're like, well, this is awesome. And then kind of now he's huge as a voiceover artist and an actor and everything. But it wasn't like... Mark Hamill wasn't a big star when he was... People didn't know he did the Correct. Joker. Correct. You know, we and, didn't and have, his we joke didn't have the, 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 the credits in our pocket with our phones at the time. You just watch Batman and you're like, oh, the Joker's voice is cool. And then yeah. I, I think it was, you know, the 10th time I saw it and someone said, yeah, it's Mark Hamill. No, it's not. And watch the credits. Holy crap. That's Luke Skywalker. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's one of those things where that voice of the Joker has been duplicated, you know, so many times now that not necessarily the, you know, the flow or the, the nuances or anything have transferred over from actor to actor but everybody that's played the joker since then have tried to carry over part of what hamill did which Especially is the laugh i think that's the thing yeah Majority. i think you could even say that for caesar romero though i mean you go all the way back to to the original on-screen presence yeah because when you take well, comic book hamill the pulled time, some of the caesar for that oh yeah it's, when you take a iconic comic book character that has, doesn't really have a voice and then you put him on screen you know there wasn't a Batman cartoon before the Batman series, I don't think. Um, yeah. Because I think the first time DC had anything was really Super Friends in the 70s. They had Super Friends yeah. and then Batman. But it was, as yeah. far as being animated before that. Yeah, but I'm saying. The Batman first, the and Robin showed up on Scooby-Doo. Who was reading the comic books saw the Joker in a different medium than the comic book was Cesar Romero. Right. So that kind of sticks in your, in your head is like that's... Because didn't that's Romero it. do the Joker... For the animated series, when they—I mean, not—they didn't do an animated series, but they did Batman and Robin with Scooby Doo, and they had the Joker and Penguin on there. Well, that, those were from Super Friends, and it was all the voices. From but Super it, no, Friends, that was before I, Super Friends. I'm pretty it sure was. it was before Super Friends. I think the first time they were on early '80s. Yeah, but I think the first time they were on Scooby Doo was after Super Friends because it's the same—it's the same house or whatever. They look the same, right? Um, to go back a little bit, Hugo Weaving did the voice of Megatron. That's not the original. Though. No, no, that's not the original. Look at the look up. Um, uh, Trans- no, I know. Transformers the, the movie. movie. He did it for the first movie, but then yeah. after no, the car- that, no, the cartoon movie. Look up the cartoon movie. That's the voice I'm looking for. I can't remember his name. But yes, but yeah, you go. Uh, did it for the first Transformers movie, but then they brought back the original voice. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah. I want to say it's Frank something. Uh, Frank Wall? No, no. Uh, but anyway, yes, because didn't. Didn't uh, the '86 movie? Right? Yeah. Didn't um, Adam West and Burt Ward, Burt Ward, do Batman and Robin in the the yes. Scooby-Doo and Super Friends? So yes, they did. Um, but yeah, I mean those voices just carry oh, over, sure. and we're getting back to to the Arrowverse. I could oh, yeah. see them bringing him on as Bruce Wayne, just kind of as as a final way of saying, you know. It's a, as a cool moment for him as a, in his career. I got a feeling it's going to be an actor in a shadow, and you're going to see. I have a feeling it's just going to be a tape. It's going to be, be recorded that, messages of him talking to, to. Sort of feel Ruby. like you're losing something if you're doing that, but 
I mean, it's a cheap way to go. It is. Frank Welker. Frank, Frank Welker. Uh, see, I was, Lord. I was close. I said, you said Frank. I said, I think of Welker. Yeah. Or Welling, I said. That's close. Yes. I, Frank Welker did the voice of Megatron through the 80s cartoons and then later in the, in the films. Um, but see, those are voices that are so iconic. Do you remember Hugo Weaving doesn't want to be a part of a franchise? <laughs> yeah, I know. Except every movie he He's does. He's in four of the biggest franchises of all time. <laughs> well, then he does like Mortal Engines, which they try wanted to make it. Well, he did Mortal Engines because it was Peter Jackson. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's the, it's, it's sort of like why you see the same people work with Christopher Nolan all the time. Yeah. It's like, hey, Christopher Nolan's doing a movie. Look, Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio in it. What a surprise. So... Speaking of the Arrowverse and Crisis, it seems like we're going to get a lot of Superman, right. Supermen in it. Um, it's raining Superman. I, I love the fact that was it you that Ethan that put up there that you wanted to see the animated Batman show up? Yes. In I would love that if they kind of like the same sense of what they did in Into the Spider Verse, having Spider Ham or Por- Peter Porker. But see, that but works of, in that because that's all animated. Right, but it, but his style of animation was different, which made it seem like, okay, he's the cartoon version in that universe. I would love to see an animated version of Batman <laughs> in this universe. Even just as like a quick little nod, that would be... I, I think, think if you... The only way you could do that is if they're watching TV and there's an animated Batman show on the TV. Because... Yeah. You're talking of, you know, this is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. This is their big culmination. This is almost a farewell for Arrow. You know? Well, yeah, I know they're not going to do it, obviously, because all their shows are dramatic pieces. So right. it's not, none of them were really a comedy. I thought it would be funny to put that in there just as like a little nod. Like, if we're going to have all the Superman in there and then we're going to have a bunch of Batman, I was like, at least throw in some sort of like of the iconic ones, you know? That'd yeah. be cool. I think it'd be better to get, if you're going to do it, I, I think it's better to get um, uh, John, uh, uh, what's his name? That was Bo Duke. Uh, just John Snyder to come back and play Jonathan Kent, you know, in a scene from it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get you have Jonathan in there when you have all the other Supermen. Well, if they're having Tom Welling come back, then why not? Yes. I mean, no, I'm, I'm looking at IMDb, and I just happened to look up the, the final Transformers movie, the last night or whatever. And, I mean, this is this is kind of this is the voiceover thing. So listed before Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime, Frank Waller as Megatron, is uh, Jean-Dre Leroux, who's Nambian scientist. Charlie Bojanon, who's also a Nambian scientist. Michael Richard, who has no photo on IMDb as Nambian scientist. It's they listed everybody who actually shows up on the screen, and then they did all the voiceover. Right. Even though Peter Cullen would have a much bigger role than any of those people, and that's kind of the thing where it's just like, I know they're voice actors, but Peter Cullen has a much more important role than the Nambian scientist. Voice yeah. actors are not treated well, the same because as on camera actors. Oh no! On it, IMDb, it, all of the Transformers movies that I've noticed so far. All the Transformers are at the end of the yeah. line. It's like all the ma- the actual on-screen actors are well, listed first. And then it's like, oh, these animated characters. This past week in Brooklyn, they, they opened up a basketball park that is basically Space Jam. It's right. the Toon Squad. You know, they had Eric there mm-hmm. being, you know, because he's does 99% of the voices now for the Looney Tunes. I, did, I think he did a couple voices for that movie, didn't he? What movie? Space Jam. Space Jam's not done. No, the first one. No. No, Eric, Eric wasn't. No. A, Eric wasn't acting then. No. No, no, no. He oh, was like still a five. little kid. 
95. He may have been doing voices, but he wasn't doing them professionally. Um, but he's there doing the voices. So, And I think that's a great thing because when they do make Space Jam 2, which they obviously are. Well, they're filming it now, yeah, apparently. He's going, he'll end up doing the voices for Bugs, Daffy, you know. And definitely, without a doubt, he will be Marvin the Martian. Oh, yeah. Because that's like his, his his that's what got him into the Warner Brothers house with that. Yeah. But you know, there's the they have that mo they have a mobile game and he's literally ninety nine point nine percent of the voices. There's one voice he does not do yeah. on that whole app. But it's just like you know, we're talking you know voices and actor voiceover actors not making it to the 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 big screen usually. This is a case where. You're pretty much going to have to, may you know, Eric's going to have to do those voices. Ho, you know, hopefully, you know, they we talked about Puss in Boots, you know, possibly doing another movie, mm-hmm. you know, Arabella more than likely if they put Esme in that movie is not going to be in the movie. Eric is not going to do the voice of Puss. They're going to get Antonio Banderas to come back and do the voice. Yeah, you know. Unless for some reason Antonio Banderas asked for an obscene amount of money, yeah, then you'll be like, you know what, we'll get. Yeah, we'll the get last the, thing he was in was like Expendables <laughs> Four. I think he's. I think he's. He'll take the check. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there there have enough to pay for. There's a couple. You know, I mean, that cast of Adventures of Puss in Boots, they had, you know, plenty of guest stars that are, <coughs> excuse me, that are known. You know, on-screen actors yeah. that may come back if they would do those, but who knows what they would do? Right. You know, but more than likely, those guys that did the the animated series, even though they did it for eighty-two episodes, are not going to get to come back and do their voices. Well, yeah. Which sucks it as does. a voiceover it actor. Does. It you does. know, but you've got to at that point when you're trying to sell a movie, you want the voice, the person you want. The audience to know who's doing the voice, you know, because they've seen them, because that's what brings them to the house, the, the box well, it office. It brings a connection to the movie, like it bridges that connection between the viewer and the the movie. So, well, it's like the new Pixar movie has Tom Holland and and Chris Pratt. You know, Tom Holland is doing his Peter Parker voice, basically. Not he's not doing his regular accent. Will Smith. It's that spy movie. No, that's a different one. Okay. Tom Holland has two movies, two animated movies coming out. Oh, that's right. He's and in dead. both of them... Well, the Will Smith thing is funny because I still remember years ago when they did that Shark Tale movie. And the review of it, this was kind of the start where they, they got Will Smith yeah. to do an animated movie. And then they made Will Smith the character in the movie. And that was the review. He says, I'm watching Will Smith as a... As, a, as an animated fish. As a like fish, that. yeah. So it was changing the character to suit the personality of the uh, of the actor you could say the same thing for the genie but robin williams is an academy award-winning actor it's like i think he could play different right places if you want him mm. to play him play aladdin yeah i think he'd be okay he'd figure it out um imagine robin williams as aladdin. <laughs> robin williams is everything that was in there that'd be awesome that'd be really cool even as jasmine yes hello <laughs> <laughs> mrs doubtfire voice as jasmine that would be awesome <laughs> Woo! Like there. 
Although now it looks totally different, and I don't want them to do it. But what we said, we, we wanted Mushu in the Milan movie to be uh, to be um, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yeah. the, that's the thing. Like that that dragon would just be Tracy Morgan. Well, okay, The Lion King, you know, had an animated feature with a lot of voiceover Quote actors. Unquote, and then they had no, they had an No, they had feature. an animated feature. And then they had an animated feature. But yeah, even The Lion King at the time, remember Jonathan Taylor Thomas was one of the biggest actors in the world yes. because of Home Improvement. Well, obviously he's not going to do Simba now. Right. But that's the But you had Nathan Lane, you had Nathan who's Lane. still one you of the You had people, you had names attached to it. Again, if you're if you're in the circles, James Earl Jones means a lot to you, right? But they sold that movie as, you know, the kid from Home Improvement is playing Simba, right? And then it becomes Matthew Broderick, yeah, um, who was still big. At who that was time. who was a everyone, everyone would know who he was, yeah. Nathan Lane, I don't think a lot of people knew who he was. No, they knew. You know, um, you might know the voice, but yeah. you would if you. If you saw Nathan Lane, you'd go, "Oh my God, that's that." People that's found Timon. out who Nathan Lane was. At, yeah, after you went to see the Birdcage, and you're like, "That's the guy who does, who does the yeah, Simba, does Timon. Uh, Simba, no, Timon, 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 Simone. Simone. What are you shipping them now? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I did have to. I think I said this before on here, but I I liked the fact of the Lion King where they added in the in the. In the savanna or the um, the refuge area, you know where Simba grows up, I like the fact that they added other animals there that they interacted with, because it was kind of more like a safe haven for these. Mm. You know, it, it was a sanctuary for these you know creatures. And then they ate them. <laughs> That's what he kept looking at. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the if you look at the cast from the original, you have Matthew Broderick. People would know who he was. Jeremy Irons was fairly well known. James yeah. Earl Jones, of course. Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. Rowan Atkinson is Zazu. Not necessarily in our market, but when it was released in England, that's huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Rowan, I, I mean, everybody knows Mr. Bean. Robert Guillaume as Rafiki. People knew who he was. Yep. Nathan Lane, again. I mean, that's a, Cheech Marin was in it. Um, I thought there was one more. Uh, the, 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 I hey, thought... Frank Welker was in it as Lion Roars. I guess he did some of the roars. In the I thought background. I thought Cheech and Chong were in it as both. Uh, no. the, who uh, was the third? Who was the third? Uh, the crazy one. He just laughs. Oh, it is. That's yeah, right. There's no. There's no. There's no dialogue. Mm. That's right. It just laughs. His eyes roll around. Mufasa. <laughs> Do it again. Do it Do again. It. Do it. That was the one thing. The one thing Beth wanted in this movie, because Mufasa. she that's she loved it in the original. Give me chips. Do it again. She, she loved that part, and it wasn't in there. And she was, she was like, I wanted that to be there, but she goes, I'm kind of glad it wasn't because it's such an, a memorable moment for her from you know the original, the original that you don't want it mm. reproduced. Yeah. It's just like you know the way that they had the genie. When they remake Star Wars, it's going to be weird. They don't have <laughs> all of them. The only Robbie Hans Brown is Leia. <laughs> They don't have, uh, you know, Han Solo with uh, a boring conversation anyway. He's just going to be like, well, that is hashtag boring. <laughs> hashtag conversation. Hashtag we're in trouble. <laughs> that would be terrible. You know it's going to happen. They're going to reboot that whole thing. They're going to remake A New Hope. Hashtag I have a bad feeling about this. Exactly. That'll be the, that, it's going to, no, the worst Star, part is Star Wars A New Hope. Hashtag you know, the remade one, and then it's going to be hashtag I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Other uh, things, Han Solo the whole time will be on his phone, be like hashtag. I, I Han Solo is like a twenty-five-year-old actor. Yeah. 
Zach Efron's. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when they put that out when, when they did the announcement of uh, Disney buying it and they were going to put out new Star Wars and they, they had Zach Efron up as, as Han Solo and uh, Justin Bieber as Luke Skywalker and I forget who they had as uh, Leia. <laughs> What's the hard thing you're doing? Have you ever seen uh, Kate McKinnon do Justin Bieber? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he does. Oh, no, it's not. It's not when she does it. I think it was when Jimmy Fallon did it in one of those, uh, you know, holiday. They do the commercials for, you know, buy the CD of these, these yeah. holiday themes, and it's Justin Bieber, and it's Jimmy Fallon doing the heart. Because you just do that when, you know, when Justin Bieber was like 16 on stage for 14 million girls going through puberty. He would make the little heart with his hands, and he'd do like, eh, heartbeats for you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm snorting cocaine as fast as I can. Um, that's why his heart is beating so fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he... He's like, no. I need, I need resuscitation. I need medical Somebody get a defib. <laughs> that, that was the onstage you know, signal for them to bring the defibrillator over. <laughs> he was trying to start his heart again. Uh, uh. That's why I get through. Stop completely. So, uh, last week we talked about Marvel's announcement at Comic-Con... With their TV or Disney Plus streaming shows and the movies, mm-hmm. then immediately this week there were all kinds of the confirmed rumor. You know, they oh, it's confirmed that uh, quote unquote quote unquote yeah that yeah. Galactus is going to show up that they're. For years, Galactus is the next bad guy. Well, but for years, Marvel's been trying to figure out how to get Galactus into the Marvel universe. That that's going to be the next bad guy. That the first Herald that I he don't had. Think a lot of those films have anything to do with Galactus. That's no, it's like when you look at that list and just sort of, and they may want to stay away from the idea in terms of Phase Four of having like an overarching villain, especially yeah. when you have. I think that so. I mean, obviously, the first film that you have from it doesn't even take place within the phase, yeah. right? It takes place in the time frame from phase three, two, whatever, one. Well, then there, that rumor popped up. Then a rumor popped up that... This is the problem with everything. As soon as you get you get news, you have this huge announcement, all these movies and TV, and we went through it yesterday, you know, last week and everything, but you're now, that's all you have to do. Yep. You, you know, the Nerdist has to do four videos a day. Yeah. So what else are they going to do other than, hey, we covered... You know, these are the actors that are in Shang-Chi, and this is the villain. Yep. And now it's, but the rumor is Iron Fist will show up, and it'll be somebody different, or the Reds or the or Ghost Harley of Tony is going Stark, to be Iron Lad, and then turn into Kang the Conqueror. Gonna, yeah, it's all of that. Kind and of then stuff they're going to because they now they're introducing because Cassie's now at the age that Kate is going to be, and that Harley is. So if Harley is, they're all going to be the new if Harley's Kang that comes back in time, you know, and is Iron Lad or Iron Lad. Then he can start the Young Avengers, and then we can have a Young Avengers movie. This is one of the. So that's two years ago that I thought Kang would be the next one. Yeah, because Kang is makes one sense. Of the things that... Well, it, it, when you introduce the time travel within this yep. last movie, you you're setting yourself for up for it. This is one of the things that, for movie watching experience, I hate the internet for, because yeah, you know, if you think about twenty years ago when we didn't have the internet and all these like rumor sites and whatever, maybe thirty, but yeah, okay. Somewhere in there. 20 years, we still had dial-up. We couldn't even load the web page to watch the... To uh, no. But. 20 years ago, Ain't It Cool was around. And Ain't It Cool was one of the very first 
movie rumor site. Five years ago. Split the difference. <laughs> yes, but when anyway, I know, when but I graduated high school, it was still nice the to thing. have these kind of speculation talks with your friends at school in, inside a circle, like we do, kind of on our on yeah. our Facebook group. But for the fact that now everybody does it, and then they can send it to you, basically. Monitor, it, well, well, no, because it's, it's, it's just when kind you of were. Like, yeah, when you were friends together, you're like, oh, it'd be cool if the next villain was Galactus. Instead of right. your entire clique is based on convincing everyone that Galactus is the next villain. Correct. So yeah. anyway, he says that because I've been thinking about... I finished uh, Timothy Zahn's last uh, Thrawn book in under 24 hours. I'm surprised. Yeah. No, I flew through it. I read 210 did pages that have the to, first did, day. Did you... I don't get off on the tangent because this is my point. The thing... I was trying to think of like... Why do I really enjoy these canon books so much and all this? And one of the reasons is I don't know what they're about. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't even read the back. I started um, uh, the Galaxy's Edge one that, that was released at yeah. Comic-Con 2. Crash of Fate. Didn't even read the back. I don't care. Yeah. You know, when you know going in, like, I know I'm going to buy, if, if it's a canon novel and it's YA or adult, I'm going to get it and I'm going to read it. So yeah. I don't want to know anything about it. And luckily, you know, I don't have... You know, bleeding cool, going. Hey, this is what happens in the next Thrawn novel. I'm like, I didn't want to know anything about it, so right. I flew through it. I was wondering if you flew through it because you knew I was so close to the end of it. No, I flew through it because I wanted to read it. Okay. I mean, I read the last one in. Well, I knew there was another days. one you read. Yeah, you, you read one in. Well, no, I read. Well, I read Master and Apprentice in probably that's less than three days. Yeah. I read the second Thrawn book, The Allegiances, in. <laughs> 30 hours. <laughs> Last time I was talking to Mikey, and I totally, we were talking about the books and everything, and I was like, yeah, the throne book, I said, the end, end of it really sets up that I think that they're, they're trying to take Star Wars to the unknown region. Because there's a we'll lot of books. Off, we'll talk about it off air, but that ending means something completely different to me. Well, but here, here's the, because real quick, he goes, he goes, yeah. Well, I, I hope that they, you know, out there in the unknown region, that you get, uh, you get some of the old, you know, books, you know, like, uh, uh, oh God, I just lost his name, Qu- uh, Voss. Um, I, I want to say Qui Gon Voss, but it's not Qui Gon. Quinlan. Quinlan Voss. Thank you. There's goes, a book with Quinlan Voss. He goes, I hope that Quinlan Voss is out there, and then nope. Asaz Ventress is nope. out there. I went, Ventress is dead. He goes, what? I should no. You should have just handed him disciple, Dark Disciple. He goes, he goes. I have Dark Disciple, and I was going to read it, but I haven't had a chance. Yep. And I went, Yeah, he just oh up. shoot! I'm sorry about that. For anybody listening, by the way, Christy Golden has two books: Dark Disciple and Battlefront Two, and those are two. They're of the amazing best books. books. The Quinlan Voss, uh, the Dark Disciple Dark, is amazing. Dark Disciple was the was the first canon book that I was like, I'm not super excited to read this because I'm not as you know, I was like, oh, you didn't care about cool. this, is, yeah. You know Luke's time and everything, and and because uh, the OG era is my favorite, and I was like, I get these new stories from the the original trilogy era and everything, and then I was like, okay, I'll read, and I yeah, I destroyed that book. Matter of fact, and it, that book it, was that better book. than Heir to the Empire, not Heir to the Empire, uh, Heir to the Force. What was it? Oh yeah, Heir to the Jedi. The 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 Luke, the Luke one? one. Yeah, the Luke one was fine. Luke one was fine, but it wasn't as as no, I I wasn't as. As engrossed in that one as I was That's with... That's because Christy Colvin's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Battlefront Battlefront 2 made me cry. I, yeah. And it's about the bad guys. Yeah. She's brilliant. And it actually it came up in my memory feed for Facebook like the other day because 
when Battlefront 2 was either last... No, it was two years ago. Two years... Uh, two years three ago. years ago. Whatever. What, what, I think, no, I think it was only two years ago. Battlefront 2, I think it was only two years It'll ago. It'll be three years in, in yeah. October, so anyway, November. I met her for Battlefront 2 and told her how much I loved yeah. Dark Disciple. And then... Uh, because I remember I tweeted her after I read that, and I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, and the fact that she took she took two existing properties that she had to do something with. Uh-huh. The the script for Quinlan and Assage was, in terms of the plot, was already written. Correct. And they gave it to her like, "You have to make this work." It was supposed to be part oh of Clone God. Wars. Yeah, Battlefront Two is the same thing. We have this kind of skeleton of an idea of who these characters are, which will inform what happens in the game much later. But here you go. But even Go setting up, but even setting up the whole thing of the, uh, I've never uh, played the game and I don't care. That 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 book is amazing. But even even setting up the whole thing of of the messengers coming to give the the final order of the emperor, and you know, played over into you know Alphabet Squad. Yeah, well, that's the, anytime you introduce something into there. Yeah, you yeah, have, yeah. Afterwards, so. One of the rumors, and I I don't even know if this rumor is a rumor or if it's been confirmed, because I've been trying to stay away from information about this, but they were saying that Falcon and Winter Soldier is reportedly going to resolve around the government not wanting... Revolve. What did I say? Resolve. It's going to revolve around... It's going to be about... The government not wanting Sam... To be Captain America. So this should be your favorite Marvel project (laughs) of all time. I knew as soon as I saw this that you were going to say that. Here's a surprise. Rich is the head of the government in that film. No. He comes out and is like, no, mm, it's taking the field from white man. I don't want Winter Soldier to be Cap. I know you don't. I want Winter Soldier to be Winter Soldier. No, you you don't want Sam to be Cap. You don't want Winter Soldier to be Cap. Um... Even, Mikey and I, I were talking about last. Sebastian Stan has like some some you know Latino in him somewhere. And you're like, nope, can't do it. I'm not gonna have a Captain Mexico. It's not all right. Get Captain America. I am not one of those he's people. Not, he's gonna take the A off of the the helmet. It's gonna make it an M for America. For America. A little apostrophe in front of the. M. Yeah, it's, I it's am got, not. It's got those, it has those beer cans on the side with the straws. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> the the collar is all red, right around the neck. I actually. I enjoyed oh, Sam people? as those people. Interesting. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I enjoy Sam as Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me all about. That. I have a couple of friends who are black. I swear. <laughs> Speaking of which, H is coming up this weekend. In this. <laughs> Tell me all about. How you don't want Sam to be Cap. Um. No, still I, might I, be my favorite episode. Do you? So, do you? So masterful. Oh God. Yeah. It was so masterful. I remember when. You know, I've deleted episodes for you. I think I should delete episodes. <laughs> Robot listened to that, and then he was like, oh my god, that was brilliant. <laughs> Hold on, you set the trap. Oh, you, Boom! You, you, <laughs> well, you set the trap so well that I couldn't get around it. I had to go through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, if that's the idea, it's tough to me. Because, it, I mean, I understand you want to be topical and you want to be on point, but just sometimes I'm just so tired of all you know, the authority is terrible and everything. I mean, they went through S.H.I.E.L.D. and they kind of, they kind of, didn't go through what we went through in the comics, which is that Nick was actually sort of a bad guy because he keeps secrets from everybody. There's right. hints of that, but it wasn't like Shield was at cross purposes with defending the world in terms of the good people that were in it. Obviously, it was infiltrated by Hydra, and you give like, oh, Shield's bad because there are evil people in it. Right. But you know the idea they, we've never really dealt with the idea that the president is terrible. This is the, the mutant thing with X Men is 
always tough. The, 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 the hatred thing with the yes. X-Men is always tough because you're like, what's the difference between Tony Stark and, and Professor X? Right. Like, Tony built the robot that almost destroyed the entire planet, and you're still like, rock star! Yeah. And Professor Xavier is like, I know what you had for breakfast this morning. Kill him! <laughs> I don't get I me. Mean, it's like, what are you doing? Here's... So what I was thinking recently, because a lot of people, yeah, I did have a brain fart there, I'm sorry. But um, what I was thinking recently is everybody's thinking of it as a race issue. What if we think of it as the other issue of Sam was one of the ones that didn't sign the accords? Hmm. Sam is, he's a a villain, basically, to to the U.S. government. He was part part of the new Avengers team. Yeah, yeah, people are thinking of of it as a race issue, where I'm thinking of, no, the government hates him. And it's like, he's a villain. He yeah, shouldn't, he, he even though even though he just brought back half the government. Well, yeah. well, but the thing is, technically, I mean, as we see it in, in Infinity War, all of them are still fugitives from justice. Right. Mm-hmm. When they show up at the compound, Ross is telling and Ross him to arrest is like, them. Arrest them. Oh, sorry. All right. Well, that's a court martial, and then the world goes to F. Yeah. And that could be part of. I mean, if this TV series will hopefully flesh out this universe, this Earth that. Has half of its people missing for five years, and then they're suddenly back. Yes, as you start to put the government together, like, wait a minute. Hawkeye's still... Well, Hawkeye wouldn't be a fugitive. He was on house arrest. But no. Sam and... Uh, because Natasha runs the Sam World Council. Sam and Bucky, essentially, yeah. are villains. From the last time but also because, before Infinity But see, but, you but have Natasha, Natasha did sign the record. She did, but she ends up but she's on the new Avengers team. Yes. What I'm saying is those type of people would still be, that, that would be part of it. Like, would Natasha still be someone, if she were alive, someone that the government would be interested in apprehending again? Mm. But you're also talking, the government, there was a five-year gap between when yeah. Natasha took over the council and you had members of Wakanda, you had <laughs> aliens yeah, on there. Well, that we're five years later and we see her as the head of what seems to be the world council or the idea or the protectorate and earth protectorate right. force mm-hmm. in that type. But technically when she's on the new Avengers and I'm referring to caps team and in infinity war as the new Avengers, because sure. in the comic during civil war, the new Avengers comic was the team that was, that was like caps kind of team. You know, right. Luke Cage and the, the guys who didn't sign mm-hmm. and became fugitives. So the new Avengers of Wanda and Viz the team that's there are all fugitives from justice. Whether they sign the accords or not, they're not under the auspices of the government. Well, even 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 Vision, who would have signed it, who fought on the other side. No, I'm sorry, Vision. Vision, Vision was. No, Vision, Vision was uh, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Or, Scarlet excuse Witch me, not Scarlet Witch. Uh, Black Widow. Even though she signed the accord, she is a part of his team. She's a part of his team. She she, she helps him she, get away, right? Because she attacks a member. Well, she attacks a member of a foreign nation yes. in attacking T'Challa in a foreign country, which is an act of war. But, you know, it's a movie. Um, <laughs> so one of these was watching Civil War, and I'm like... There's a and lot they of... And I mean, they basically say it in it. Yeah. Where he was like, you're, you're fighting on, on foreign soil. Yeah. You know, Bucky's attacked by German forces, and Captain America's beating up German security forces. Right. Um, T'Challa, with no... No thing. I mean, that's why he's kind of in the back seat too, where they're like, "You can't do this. You can't just put on a cat suit, run around Germany, you know, grabbing cars right. out of midair or whatever, and <laughs> pouncing all over the place in this, you know, in this, in this this tunnel." Yeah. So that would be that's an interesting idea, and that I'd be fine with with the idea mm-hmm. of the government struggling with the idea of like, "Hey, 
Yeah, okay, great. You brought everybody back. Here's the problem. The Accords still exist, or do they? Right. Because after, I mean, Infinity War, Cap's just like, if you want to come, you know, you, the Earth just lost its best defender. So we're going to fight. And yeah. what happens after? And that could be part of that series, too. It's kind of like, what happens after the snap here, mm. where Steve is still there? Oh. Steve's obviously not arrested. Yeah. He's at a, he's doing, you know, meetings so for gay Steve, people. So Steve goes out. back to 1950s. Or 19, yeah. Because when you look at the cars and everything... Yeah, it's right. Uh, probably the, the week time, after. Everybody kept telling me I was wrong. Yeah, so it's probably the week after. So she never ends up with the other husband. No. Yeah. Because so Steve basically he doesn't crash the plane, or no, he crashes. He the crashes plane. the plane, but then comes back to her the week after. Yeah. I don't know about a week. Whatever time, but it's, it's still in the, close. But to, again, where you see them dancing does not mean that's where he pops in. Correct. He can, he could have gone all the way back and been there, yes, the day after the plane crashes. Right. Goes to Peggy, explains what's going on. Nobody can know I'm alive. Yeah. And I'm going to say here and either create an anomaly, an anomaly or whatever. It's a great scene and then everyone had to ruin it by going, but it changes the timeline because then there's two caps and there's a cat because the cat comes back and, it was oh, yeah. and he's in the ice and then this is a group of doing the trucker germs. But hey, <laughs> you know, everything Cap did back in the 50s and 40s, it would have could have still happened. And Steve would have been well, remember, inside the basement in Peggy's house. Be like, look, that's I have to stay here well, yeah. until I die. No one would. And I can people would out. recognize him. The right. idea Man, is. Man, you look all like Captain America. The oh, idea yeah, he is he, yes, he, he probably disguised himself when he goes out for groceries or whatever. But it's not like. Peggy and him are going <laughs> no, he's all just got a fake mustache on. No, he grows that beard early. He's like, or he down. just does Check the Clark on. Kent glasses and goes... <laughs> With the little um, curly cube down. He does the reverse. I still love that one. It goes up? Uh, <laughs> what was it? It was like, I never got the Clark Kent glasses thing until I saw... It was like Zoe Deschanel yeah. at, at a premiere. And it does not look like oh, her right. at all. When, like, she that's has, not her. when she has bangs in her glasses, she's a completely different Yeah, um, she just, like, has her hair up and she's in a beautiful dress. And but the, the cap thing is, yes. The idea is cap still gets... The, the cap that's in the plane still gets frozen. Everything that happens still happens. He thaw, Yeah, he thaws in the 2000s mm-hmm. and is taken to S.H.I.E.L.D. to basically just beat up punching bags for a couple weeks. Yeah. They're like, okay, go go beat up Loki. Well, Tony explains it in there. He said at the point where they, they lose the Tesseract and they need to go back in time, mm-hmm. he says, I don't ask me how I know this because I don't know, but I have a feeling that at this point in time, both Hank Pym and the Tesseract are at the same place at the same time. I just yeah. watched it the other night, and he knows. I, and yeah, they went, know where the tesseract he, he is. He knows because, because he's already had. It, he's already done it. Well, no, it's also they know that the tesseract is in the base. Yeah, because his dad, his dad's working on it or whatever. Right. Yeah, it was, somebody knew where it was before, and I've always stated, if he's replacing where it was taken, he's replacing it in nine, in the nineteen fifties or whatever, nineteen seventy five, nineteen seventy. Yeah, nineteen seventy. So when he places it there, all the 2012 Avengers stuff disappears. Right. The the two of them or whatever, because it, it fixes that whatever. Um, we'll the other thing out. is, real quick, with uh, Chichala. Remember we were talking about, or you were talking about how it would be really cool to, that they go back and there's no king, and, or there's a new king and everything. Baku. That kind of gets 
at the very end, there's that scene that almost reminds you of uh, the end of episode three or episode mm-hmm. when okay. they're all standing on the balcony. You have you have Sherry, no, okay. his mother, yeah. and T'Challa yeah, and standing there. Yub, yub. Yeah, <laughs> and over the parade and everything. Yeah, I, uh, I was like, well, that kind of ruins that. But a lot of people are saying... Well, no, if that takes place right after, then it doesn't... I mean, it's just they're back. Yeah, because Shuri, Shuri, and and we don't rem- we don't know if Shuri disappears. She does. She, she does. just Shuri disappears. Was She's it? one of the ones that they show in. India. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, his one. mother did not. Yeah. she stayed. So that's the, yeah. That was my thing. Is like who who there's right. the rightful king. Not only is he's not on the seat, but he can't be challenged because he's not here. Right, but he has disappeared. So but how do we get? A what's new her game? name is run is in charge of Wakanda on the on the council, Michonne. Uh, what's her character's name in it? Uh, Okoye. Okoye. Okoye is in charge of Wakanda. Because uh, she's the one that's there for Wakanda. You know, she I, makes the no. Comment. That doesn't mean she's in charge of Wakanda. Right. Well, that's true. But a lot she's, of people. That's a security pr- protectorate. It's not. When you're looking at who's there, yeah, it's not the World Council. The yeah. World Council was was world leaders or secretaries of other nations, everything that made up or these types of groups. Um, I think yeah, the, the World Council seemed to be groups of what we kind of see in Winter Soldier is that all those people are in charge of like security forces for their nations or whatever because they're attached right. to Shield. They're not governors or or or. Um, uh, presidents or premiers, right. in my yeah. estimation of, of who they are. Who uh, they'd Natasha's be like, they'd talking be to, that's a security force. Yeah. Because of, it, it's, it's Carol and Rocket. Right. Who are basically in space. Yes. And she's, this is a this is her their version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Is this idea of, okay, Carol, what's going on? Well, I destroyed everything that's ever existed on the planet. <laughs> because, you know, you could have shown up like 10 Ten minutes before he gets the snap, <laughs> you would have wasted him. It would have been fine. Well, she didn't know about the snap because you know until Fury sent her the message. Well, she would have known. Well, yeah, didn't they say it was like almost acted like a wave? It took a little yeah. while to get to him. Yeah. Um, but but um, I, I really think that's going to be a big her comment part about, of Black about her comment about the ocean. You know, the tremors in the ocean uh, that we don't we don't deal with the ocean. That they're saying that Black Panther two could set up two king, uh, basically a two king war, or collaboration with Namor and Atlantis and Wakanda. Mm, I don't know. Um, yeah, I still don't think they have Namor. Is it Universal? Namor with like Universal? Universal has Namor. Yeah, so they can't use it. Anymore. Well, they can if they do it like the Hulk. They may have it where they can have him in other films. But they can't do a Namor film standalone movie. Correct. Um, and then the other the other rumor that came out, and I knew this one was going to come out as soon as. What are you looking at? Hey, come on, you guys share. Hold on, no, 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 give it back. So the other rumor that came go. out. Go ahead and read that. So yeah, I saw it. What? What are you reading? He's what? only my best friend for thirty years. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see his Facebook post. Therapist, we can't hear it. It's a scene from The Simpsons. Okay, yeah, you got it. We're on the air, so you know. It's okay. Yeah, because that's Sorry. really yeah. affecting the quality. Um, 
Okay, so the other big... There's probably an episode we can do just looking at memes and reacting to I know. <laughs> That'll probably be our most popular episode. The other big rumor that came out, and I knew this was going to happen, as soon as WandaVision was announced and it's going to be part of, of Doctor Strange and everything, is that they feel that between WandaVision and Doctor Strange, they're setting up the entrance of the mutants. Basically, kind of like what I was saying before, that it's a reverse House of M. Where, you know, the last thing you'll see is the first mutant. Or that mutants are being, you know, like I said before, I mentioned one time that the mutants were always there. It was just kind of, they were wiped from, you know, the memory of everybody else of what was going on well again anytime wanda's involved in anything that was the rumor right from the start when when she shows up in in age of ultron yeah people were like if they ever get the mutant spot they're gonna use her to paint the mountain that's gonna do it because she's a mutain it's an easy way to do it i don't see here's the thing i don't think that mutants will be introduced in phase four I, I think that the Fantastic Four... I don't think Kevin Feige gives a crap about mutants. No, That's I don't. the thing. I don't know if we'll see X-Men until Kevin Feige finally says, you know what, I'm done. I think Phase 5, you'll see. You'll stay the start. Yeah, because think... you'll be done. He sort of... I told... I said everything. You should have left with, with, with Endgame. Like, that's it. I'm done. We did 22 films. Like the Russo Brothers said. Yeah, it's like, we're done. We're walking away. I'm, I'm out. Because when Eternals comes out and everyone's like... Yeah, Dark World might not be my worst Marvel film. And he's well, to be like, well... Apparently the Celestials will be in Eternals. Because don't care. There's a, they gave away a Comic-Con poster. You know, it's kind of a still. And it shows the Eternal. Or excuse me, it shows the Celestials. I know. You don't care. But I Watch do that think... that be like my favorite. <laughs> like I was I like, wow, that was amazing! <laughs> I do think yes, that... You sold me, Marvel! <laughs> I do I think... I like that more than Endgame. <laughs> That's better than Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, you have a plate. You're number two now because this is... This is Thor, I don't care about Thor. This is, this is it. I love the Eternals. It's amazing. Um, I do think that the Fantastic Four will be introduced in some way, shape, or form. Within Phase Four, I think whatever the last Phase Four, phase four films is, because I don't. The think last one is them. Thor. We don't know if that's the last one. As of right These now, these are all Phase of, Four films of two thousand up to two thousand twenty-one. Because there are there's there's another spot you can introduce a Fantastic Four because you're doing a film with a character who was introduced in the Fantastic Four. Which one? Black Panther. Oh yes, yes, yeah. So as a nod to Black Panther's first appearance, if the past credit scene is the Fantastic Four. Yeah, you know, Reed comes down and says, "Hey, thanks for letting me borrow this." Yeah, I love I love your tech, man. It's awesome. See you later. <laughs> Takes back off, and everyone goes, "Oh drums! Mikey and I were talking about <clears throat> about this last night, and that it might be interesting that if the Mikey fan- R.I.P. by the way, yes, it might be interesting. Like, kind of like what you were saying is that the Fantastic Four were back at the beginning of Shield in the '60s or something. The Fantastic Four has been around for a long time, right? But then they've either been trapped in the, in the neutral zone because there's, there's there's actually two because um, just hit my mind again because I've been thinking about this for a little bit. This Captain Marvel's the other one. Yeah, the end credit scene for Captain Marvel two is the Fantastic Four. Yeah, because they're in space. Right. She lands. She on, finds. She them. lands on the ship and talks to Reed and whatever and. Or she finds know, says, them in stasis. On well, the no, ship. she finds them and says, "Don't you think it's time to go home?" Ooh. But then you they sat out everything else. You, then they would have aged. Yes. Please, for God's sakes, let them be aged. Yeah, all don't, of them? Yes. Don't. I don't need 15-year-old Human Torch. I'm fine with all of them being adults. I don't need an origin story. 
I don't. I don't need, think you do an origin story. I don't. Need I really don't think you do. I don't. I need Reed older than the rest. Sue to not be Reed can't be sixty and Sue be ten. <laughs> Ian Guffold and Jessica Alba. Good lord, that is creepy as f. I mean, it would have been fine if they didn't give him. They give him the silver they gave streaks. So I was like, really? No, not in the first She's... one. In the second one, he gets the silver. Oh, no, the first yeah. one he does. It's when they oh, at come the end. Back. At the end, yes. It's when he, they're all after they came back from space, and they're all looking in the mirror, and all of a sudden, it's just yeah, that's he right. It's a white streak in there. <laughs> yes, make them adults, please. Make them adults. Make them make them geriatric. <laughs> no, not geriatric. I I think. Do you introduce think, the kids right think, away? God no, Lord no, 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 no. no. Valeria and Reed, or, or um, Valeria, <laughs> yeah, it's not Valeria. His daughter? Yeah, it's not. It, it's not pronounced. It, it wasn't. Uh, you Is sure? It Valeria? Larry Richards? I thought it wasn't. I didn't think it was. Because Valeria. if you really want to go through, if you want to go through that backstory, there's a hint that she's raised by Doctor Doom. Right. Um, Valeria and Franklin work in the comics. Yes. Oh, totally. Because Franklin, 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 you can never introduce into the movie. When you get to the the X stuff, there's a big part with Franklin because. Scott runs into into Reed and and uh-huh. Sue and says, "When Franklin's ready, let him know there's a place for him here, and they're they're super mutant utopia." Which everyone's like, "This is the, this is the new great idea, and it's been done three times." Um, but they should all be in their early thirties, except for Johnny. Johnny should be twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Oh, in thirties and yeah, so early thirties. But if you do thirties, and they couldn't have been around since the sixties or seventies, that's fine. That's fine. Whenever they're around, so about the same time that that Captain Marvel takes place, because the yes. other thing they said when we talked about this last time was that Captain Captain Marvel two um, was it Captain Marvel two that we get Photon as an adult as we uh, no we got no, it in, a, in one of the TV series that's Wanda it? and Vision oh that's yeah. right that's right I knew it was uh, one you of can those. spin it as the idea that as soon as the Cree the Cree the Skrulls and Captain Marvel show up Shield is like holy crap. We need to figure out how to get into space. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Reed Richards shows up. Yeah. Ben's the test pilot. Sue's the scientist with Reed. And Johnny is the, the, the punk little brother who you know stows away on this ship as an adventure. That's when you read that first comic. It's great. Like, you just have four huh, kids. It is Valeria. Yeah. I'm sorry. You wanted to argue with me about comic book knowledge? No, 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 no. I just I, I got two storage places. I knew, that say it, I knew it was Val, but I, I was thinking it yeah. was something else. No, it's Valeria. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I knew that the rumors were going to start. I didn't realize they were going to start that soon. I figured yeah. they got nothing to talk about for a year. <laughs> that is true. We got a year before. We I finally, I got rid of a couple other of the, the sites, like the Nerdist and things like that, because they just kept popping up. And I, I, now that they, some of their hosts were blocked. Well, no, but now because I get like comicbook.com that you know or something else that it's one of these weird ones that keeps coming up as a suggestion, and it's like no, I you know you're you're just throwing up you know. no. <laughs> well, that's the good thing is the drop down too. You can say hide ads. Like I just me. finally found that <laughs> because they were. I've dry- done that with like all of them so far. Every time I see one, well, it's just like I don't need spoilers now. <laughs> now the Star Wars stuff is starting up where they're 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 confirming and non-confirming things that are supposed to be in it, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see this. Yeah, there, you know, I, I saw something that said Ray, and then, you know, confirmed. I, there's just two words I saw. She's and like, in the film, and I'm like, nope, I don't want to know. I don't want to know exactly. what it is. I, don't, I honestly don't know, and this is going to sound weird. No, she's in the film. 
I honestly don't know if I'm going to watch the next trailer. Yeah, I tried to do that with Last Jedi, and everyone got pissed off at me. Yeah. How dare you not watch it? You gotta watch it. Why aren't you watching it? It's much... Jobs! It's... <laughs> Why is everybody still watching <laughs> And I was right, and I put all the stuff together, and I was mad, and everyone was like, oh, sorry, I need to put um, you into it. So apparently, there was also... I, mean, I know we're jumping around here. Uh, there was a Mexican toy opening convention this weekend that... That's the emphasis. <laughs> There's a Mexican... So they have a convention. There was a they con- had a convention with toys and they did it out there and they didn't do it here. We didn't want because they took our conventions. <laughs> it was, a, it was a, a toy unboxing convention in Mexico. There's a convention for toy unboxing. Apparently. <laughs> it's literally just booths of kids. <laughs> I didn't know this until I was on, on the, um, the six-inch site or the six-inch group. <laughs> <laughs> Their panels are just open boxes. <laughs> More worried about him going to six-inch groups. <laughs> The, the Black Series. <laughs> not making it any better. <coughs> oh, I just got lightheaded. I... <laughs> so anyways, apparently... They took our women and our jobs! No, there were, there were people on the, on the group that got upset because there wasn't any Hasbro new, news coming out of this. And somebody You're said... You're going to do Hasbro news forever. Because <coughs> we, didn't, we didn't know the figures for Look. Force Friday for, for um, Last Jedi, remember? Correct. When we went there, we were like, "Oh, cool!" Right. I, that's what I. Still, that's what I don't understand. Why everybody's Here, oh, what, freaking who's this, out? Who's this like cool red guard? And then find out, hey, two different stores have two different weights. Yeah. That's why. I, that's why I, I was trying to figure out why everybody's freaking out because since there hasn't been anything at Celebration, there hasn't been anything at Comic Con, there hasn't been anything at this unboxing con about <laughs> the toys if, coming out. If they didn't have anything at San Diego, which is like the biggest <laughs> thing to announce. Hey, homies, let's go down to Mexico <laughs> go and go open to, some boxes. Let's go to a Mexico. Convention. Check it out. This is just unboxings, apparently, <laughs> and announce everything there. Gary Russell's character. This is what it looks like. Home well, it's like this, and she's got the helmet with the Feeny stuff. It's gonna so be crazy, home. Now everybody's thinking that and Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now everybody's thinking that New York Comic Con. They're going to have it. So let's go to New York. Wait, 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 stuff. wait. Because here's the thing. They're all excited. Is it New York Comic Con after? No, it's the same weekend. Yeah. So why would you have a panel uh, from Hasbro? Hey guys, this is the stuff you should have bought yesterday. Oh, sorry. Exactly. Hey homies, this is the stuff you should have picked up last night. I know there's not a lot of targets in that the was, city, homes, but that was kind of my point when I saw this conversation it's going. Gonna be, yeah, you're gonna know because it's gonna be on everyone's booth. You know what I'm saying? You'll be walking down the floor going, "Oh, check it out, new Ray, what's up?" That's what I was just like. Wait, if it's the same weekend, if it's the same weekend, won't you know? Oh, we're gonna oh, announce it like two hours before. You need to leave. The last you, panel. You they're gonna live stream it from the target. These no, they're gonna the, be like they're gonna they're do gonna, a panel at like nine thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like just before midnight. It's like two hours before to like check it out. Like, I'm not good with math or nothing. You know, maybe two and a half hours. Okay, whatever. I didn't go to school, or right? I get called racist. <laughs> this isn't racist if it's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, but it was just kind of like, wait, you're gonna see. Ancholo just came in to talk to you, you know. Ancholo, <laughs> Ancholo right. stole our jobs. That's the name the of the aluminum episode. falcon because I can't, I can't afford nothing better. You know? <laughs> uh, it's this modelo on the side, you know. The other side is Tecate. You know? But it, why would you be concerned what New York Comic Con is going to have as a panel? Because you don't know dates. Only just like wake up in the morning and go, let's smoke some and figure out what we're doing, fools. Seriously. Oh. No, it's just people, it's these entitled people that feel like, oh, well, I've been robbed because they didn't tell me what's coming out. Just go to the store and be surprised. 
be pleasantly surprised. It's the shit's on sale, Holmes. <laughs> I'm surprised. It's crazy. Um, so Walmart's like you know like clearancing out to some stuff that was like right there. You know, it's crazy. A new X Men book came out. Ah, two of them. Holmes. Two of them did. Yes, but like they're a lot intertwined and stuff. Power of X, right? It was power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Power of X was for no, I can't remember. Came out and introduced a character that is. Which one was talking about the Alpha the Alpha uh, mutants? Uh, was that Power of X? The first one gives you. Because there's... House of X was first. So at the end yes. of House of X... So Jonathan Hickman is writing X-Men of House of X and Powers of X. Well, six-issue miniseries, but they're completely intertwined. They're basically 12 issues that come out in the next three months or whatever. Um, at the end of House of X, Jonathan Hickman does what Jonathan Hickman does best. And he has all these like weird infographics and like dump stuff, and it's cool. And at the end, there's a list of all of the current Omega-level mutants. Or Alpha-level mutants. Alpha-level. I thought it was Omega-level. I thought it was no, it's alpha, alpha alpha levels. Because they, they, alpha theor- they theorize well, that there's they theorize that there's an omega mutant. Yes, and it might be someone like Proteus or whatever. And so it gives you this kind of list of yes, alpha. that's who it was. Yeah, Proteus because Proteus can bend reality. Uh, Franklin would be an omega. Franklin can literally change reality. Um, everyone's like, oh, we forgot about him being a mutant. I was like, yeah, well, that's because you didn't read Heroes Reborn. Um, Which was also Hickman, but oh, no, Franklin. No, was, no, no, no. I was going to say wait, Hickman wait, wait. was one who introduced Franklin and his powers. One in Hickman didn't introduce his powers. Franklin is the reason that Heroes Reborn happens when they're facing um, onslaught. Yes. Franklin creates another Earth out of thin air, directly across the sun from our Earth, right. and takes the Fantastic Four and the Avengers. And puts them on that Earth to save them from onslaught, and so they disappear in our in our reality. Right in, what on they, our Earth. On our Earth in the six one six, the Fantastic Four and the Avengers are all considered dead. He creates a whole new world. Six one six B that doesn't have mutants in it. Yeah, that happened in the nineties, well before Hickman. Okay, he was always a mutant when he was born. He's a mutant. Right. Okay. They made him a mutant, and then they. Sort of didn't do anything with it because they're like, well, this doesn't make any sense because now we have to have these supremacy groups go and try to kill a baby. And in the nineties, like, oh, we don't really want him to do that. But in Hickman's run, he in Hickman's run he does because he ends up being Harold to Galactus yes. at the end. No, that's Reed. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. It's Franklin in the future. Yes. Um, I'm trying to find the list because Franklin from the future came back and. Was yes. there? It's it's crazy. <laughs> it uh, is, but that but since Hickman's doing this, that's why I thought maybe there was a tie-in or yeah. a correlation or something. But the big thing was that they they basically make a mutant out of five different. Well, no, that no, I'm talking about. Gosh darn it! I'm trying to find the actual picture of it. In House of X, he he lists the. Only alpha level mutants that exist. Right. And then in Powers of X, there is. Oh, wait, no, this is. What? <laughs> Fascinating radio. Ethan, what no, do you no, think no, about no. House of X? Uh, I haven't read it. So, yeah, well, the reason I said Omega is because for a long time, yeah, powerful members of X Men and the other mutants are usually referred to as Omega level. 
the phrase omega level has been used interchangeably with similar terms like alpha level or omega level telepaths. The version confuses true meaning. So there's a cipher. Yeah. House of X firmly establishes the rules for defining what an omega level mutant is in addition to setting up the exposition status quo. A text piece in the issue identifies the 14 known omega level mutants. I thought it was omega. As characters with powers that have an undefinable upper limit that cannot be surpassed in any measurable fashion. Mutants are considered the greatest natural resource of the new mutant nation, Krakoa. Um, it's Jean Grey, Iceman, Jamie Braddock, Elixir, Legion, Magneto, Proteus, Mr. M. I don't, I don't think that's the list. Storm, Exodus, Quentin Choir, Falcon, Hope Summers, Franklin Richards. Yeah, Richards may be the most powerful being in the Marvel Universe, the son of Mr. Fantastic Invisible when he has Omega-level reality-warping abilities that allow him to do almost anything on a universal scale. Yeah, as a child, he created the pocket heroes you born in the universe with his imagination. He only gets more powerful as he ages into adulthood, powers that will tame Galactus and rival the Celestial's ability. Why do they have Iceman and... and uh, because Ice, Iceman... So this is... And Magneto on there. Because Magneto could literally destroy the Earth in half a second if he really wanted to. Mr. M. Mr. M is someone I'm not super familiar with. So Storm? Well, here's the thing. The same thing. Storm, as he defines it, there's no limit to their powers. Storm could, at the upper level of of her powers, she could control all of the weather on the planet. Sure. She can make a new Ice Age. Yes. Iceman can do the same thing. Yeah. They have a... It's again a story in the '90s when Emma Frost is um, with the X-Men with Generation X. In Uncanny, she is talking to Bobby Drake and basically says that he's been limiting himself, mm-hmm. and she teaches him how to unlimit himself. He can make dupes of himself made out of ice, right? That are semi-sentient. He can create ice out of nothing, even if there's no moisture in the air. He can do it. He could again. These are characters that could destroy the world yes. if they really wanted to without too much of a thought. What about Vulcan? Vulcan is the third Summer's brother. He was the... Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he was lost to the Shi'ar. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was the... After many years of the 90s going, who's, who's the third Summer's brother? It's Gambit. No, it's Extreme. I knew Quentin Quire Quint- was. Quentin Quire is... Could possibly be the... the again, the upper limit... His undefinable ceiling of what he can do, yeah. he could become the most powerful telepath in the history of reality. More so, so than even Gene or <sighs> Professor X. But Quentin, Hope, and Franklin are probably the top three. Uh, no, you'd throw in Gene. Gene. Because Hope is Gene's yes, and but Scott's. Gene, so that's the thing is... Hope, Hope and Jean's powers are close, but she's a telepathic and a telekinetic. Telekinetic. Telekinetic? <laughs> uh, telekinetic. Because, again, she could shut everybody's mind off on Earth if she really wanted to. Right. At the upper end, again, if she, if she tries to explore her limits, she could get to the point. She can control the Phoenix Force. She was in control of the Phoenix sure. Force, and that's, I think, why Hope's on it, too. Because Hope had part of the Phoenix Force during the uh, uh, AVX. So you have you have a body that can control or at least inhabit one of the most destructive forces in the entire Marvel universe. Right. So that's their list. And then in Powers of X, we go forward to this future, and there is a mutant that is a combination of five different mutants. 
including Ilana. I was thinking that was Prometheus, but it's not. No. Um, It's Ilana. It's Ilana, Colossus, Kitty, I think. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember the other two are. I just read it. But she's like super important in this future that we don't know where we're where we're right. But it was just very interesting that they they taken an idea of combining five mutants together, which actually the first time they did that was in the really bad uh, Wolverine Origins movie. Remember that's how Deadpool was made of a combination of different mutants. I really wish they could just take Lee Schreiber and put him in the other X-Men films. <laughs> he was so good in the movie, but the rest of that is terrible. But that's kind of... When I when they heard about the the uh, the new mutant, the Omega mutant that is... Well, there's the thing. Okay, five yeah. different... So, the Omega-level mutants known that are in uh, House of X is Jamie Braddock, who's also known as Monarch. He had reality manipulation at a quantum level. Uh, Robert Drake, Iceman, temperature manipulation in terms of negative. Joshua Foley, Elixir is biokinesis. He's the one that can heal everybody. Jean Grey is Marvel Girl is telepathy. David Miller's Legion is power manifestation. Uh, Magneto is magnetism. Proteus is reality ma- uh, manipulation and a psionic fame. Mr. M is matter manipulation. Storm is weather manipulation. Exodus is telekinesis. Kid Omega is telepathy. Jeez. That's what require. Yes. Uh, Franklin Richards, who was known as Powerhouse, which I didn't know he had ever given a code I didn't name. know he was ever na- given yeah, a name. Yeah, reality manipulation, which is listed as universal. And Vulcan is energy, and Hope Summers is power as well. So basically they just made a god. That It's kind of that idea. And Magneto does mention that in the, in the issue. It's a fascinating issue. Yeah. Um, it's a really good reset. I forgot. I forgot about Legion. Would you put Legion up there with, within the top three? Legion's in it. No, I mean as, as the top, the top three Omegas. It depends. Or top on how four many people he can actually manipulate, or what he can do. Because Legion there for a while. Legion was the most powerful mutant ever. Yeah, because he had separate powers. Right. So, but he could only manifest them one at a time. If I remember right, based on his personality. Because that was Mimic's thing. It was like Mimic could only yeah. manifest one at a time or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, lastly, uh, Disney Plus is going to be an add-on for Hulu users. Well, they always talk about the bundled package. It's not It's not like you have to have... It sounds like it's not... It sounds like if you already have Hulu... If you have Hulu, you can just add it to it. You don't have to resubscribe. Correct. If you're like me and you don't have Hulu, you can buy both of them Dumbled? Dumbledore. The Dicker Wizard! <laughs> Uh, and Dumbledore together. Bundled together, or you can buy Disney Plus as its own. Right. So, it, I think the, the news is, if you already have Hulu, it's just... Don't worry you, about... Well, no, it's you, in the settings. Like, you click it. Yeah. yeah. You click it and then add the charge to... You don't have account. to have another app. Right. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Chieftain. Um, I still... I, I have a feeling we have D23 in two and a half weeks, I think. I think that's when we're going to really find out what this bundle, what the different bundles might be. It's going to show up and ruin your life, or take over your life. Because ESPN Plus, uh, here's the thing though, because ESPN Plus needs to get going soon because football season's starting up, especially college. Because that's one reason they wanted it was to be able to have all these different markets 
within there. Well, as I said, the, the bundle with ESPN Plus existed to try and get people to buy ESPN Plus who won't use it. Right. Because ESPN Plus already exists. Yes. But that's what they had said however many months ago is that the bundle is Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus. Yeah. And what I said at the time is because not enough people have ESPN Plus. Correct. And this was a way to say if you buy Disney and Hulu together, we're throwing an ESPN Plus for free. And that's the only one of those three services, and if you're paying for it, that has ads, right? Does Hulu have advertisements on it? Yep. Okay. Not if you have not if you have the pay one. Nope. You still get ads. Well, because even Disney now has ads. Yeah. Like you don't you have like it, it breaks it up like you get two ads. But you think of the you think of the idea of ESPN Plus if you're watching live sports. Right. It's not the ad at the beginning that you go get your popcorn before Descendants Three comes on your your screen. Right. This is, you're watching the game, and the commercial comes on, you're not necessarily going anywhere. Correct. Now, in your case, you're going to go get a beer every single time. <laughs> Maybe not oh, every. Oh, the end of this game is awesome. quarter bucks. Quarter bucks. And, <laughs> but that's, I think that's the important thing that people are missing is the ESPN thing for them. As people are cutting cords. Yes. In record numbers. Oh, yeah. ESPN is dying. And this is a way, I think ESPN Plus ends up becoming ESPN at some point. Not necessarily to be like, here's all these college games nobody gives a crap about, but here's SportsCenter. Yeah. Here's listening to Stephen A. Smith yell at you about how the Knicks are terrible, and his life is, Mm -hmm. he's a slave because he's a Knicks fan. The man is insane. Well, when you do that, when you put it on an app like that, you don't have to have ESPN2. You don't have to have ESPN It's to do the on-demand for sports. You have it all stuff. one and one where you can go, oh, you know what? Hey, look, they're, they're, here's ESPN Classics where they're showing right. the Mike Tyson but fights. But it's also the thing. idea oh, look, of, having, that. of having their – when you do the last sports center of the night, that's on demand in the morning. Right. That you can just you don't have to wait until seven o'clock and turn on ESPN to watch the morning right. sports center. You're at like six forty five or six fifty two, click, click, and I can watch Sports Center from last night. Well it'll be that sort of thing. It'll probably be with Sports the Center. The important thing is for stuff like like that, you know, whatever Stephen A. Smith is doing, around the horn. Yeah. Uh uh pardon the interruption. Whatever uh, the the I can't remember the one with um The live stuff. Like Jamil, it's not even live. It's the stuff that isn't live. It's the stuff that we're just talking about, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to suck this year, and Aaron Rodgers is overrated, and what's LeBron going to do? And right. here's four talking heads that are going to scream at you for a half hour. That's on at 3.30 every day on ESPN, and it's on at 5.30 every day on ESPN2. But now, that's on your app for 24 hours. And so at 9:15 at night, you don't want to watch you don't want to watch the ball game, you don't want to watch whatever, we don't want to watch them. You can go and find those shows. That's important yeah. because those shows don't have as much of that ability right now because I'm not even sure what ESPN Plus is. You can go in this type of thing just like it would be set up by Netflix like that's your part in the interruption for 82, you know, for August 2nd. That's part of the interruption for August 3rd. Yeah. That's Around the horn for August it would be second. it'd be like a, a subcategory in there. You, you go, go in and oh look here's here's around the horn. I can go to that and I can yeah. watch any episode. Someone like me that is not going to waste DVR space on something like part of the interruption. But when I was out of work, well, not work yet, but I was watching that every day yeah. because here it's on at like one thirty because it's the West Coast, right? But if I miss it, I'm not going to go 
I'm not going to bother putting it in the DVR or whatever, but it may be something where I come home at 7 45 at night and go, I want to watch part of the interruption today. Even though some of those stories are already finished. But then they'll have they'll have they probably say. categories which is ESPN Live, and then that would be their normal well, yeah. daily programming. But they'll have you can go to the ESPN Live or any of their channels, and like you said, anything that they have, if it's you're archived for it. But no, like you can have all of the you can pick your the the, the thing is the regional stuff, right? You know, out here you're going to get ESPN is covering fifty different college games, mm-hmm. but there's only four of them on the air at any given time. Correct between ABC, ESPN, and whatever. But now, for you know, if you're a fan of Fresno State and ESPN cameras are in the Mac, you know, the Mac conference, and if Fresno State's playing Idaho, I can go find it, and it doesn't have to be on my TV. Fresno State's not in the Mac. No, Mountain West. Mountain West, yes. Mountain West it used to be in the Mac, I think. No, Mac is like uh, Eastern Conference. It's like you're an Eastern Conference. <laughs> it's like if you want to watch Marshall, and you're out here in California. And you can complain about it all day. Yeah, who would want to do that, though? That's true. Boring-ass games against high school teams. <sighs> they play some teams that are... So, anyways, anything else? No. Well, a lot of those teams aren't going to play anybody anymore, if you've noticed. That's part of one of the new trends is yes. you have a lot of major schools that are now saying, and it won't take place because these things are like five, six years in advance. Mm-hmm. You have some of these, especially like in the SEC and everything, like you have to start scheduling some of this because... This is stupid to well, play. Marshall just signed Navy for 2025. Yeah. They've signed Notre Dame. Alabama's not going to Appalachian State anymore. No. You know, they're like, you need to start playing some of these bigger schools because you have alumni and the people within these programs mm-hmm. that are like, you can't keep doing it. So you're going to, f- unfortunately, further marginalize those other conferences and those smaller ones. Yes. You may never see Appalachia State beat Michigan ever again. Well, see, the other thing is about those is it's, it's why Marshall and West Virginia don't play each other every year. West Virginia goes, why should we play Marshall? Because it only hurts us. You know, If we win, so what? If we lose, it's a big deal. Well, it's also, if Michigan loses to Appy State, also West, like, that's a big deal. It's those colleges also saying we have to play better teams. We have to sure. play bigger teams. You can't have the first six weeks of the season be – all of these major powerhouses facing cream puffs. Well, it's Alabama playing, you know, in week 10, they're playing a, a, basically a high school team. Yeah. So that way they can guarantee, keep their record unblemished. Well, it was also the fact that you were able to do it because that team would pay you. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And that's part of the problem. And now you're, you're looking at a team like that and saying, you've got to play USC. You've got we'll to see. play Washington. And that's why you some of these teams. Buffalo. So like, or, uh, if, uh, Colorado. If Alabama signs on to play Abbey State, and then they decide, oh, we're not going to, you know, like five years from now. And then they decide, we're not going to play Appy State. We don't want to play them. We want to play somebody else bigger. They have to pay Appy State whatever the money was that they were going to yeah. make off of that and the TV contract. Yeah, but it's, it's, it was in the Sports Illustrated a couple weeks ago because it was about that, that idea. It was like these, these schools are going to stop doing those because you have too many people. And part of it also is the cutting the cord and everything. You can't have terrible games right you have to try to tell people like every every week is going to matter yep oh this has been sports talk with nerdables (laughs) ethan fell asleep ethan loves sports he loves wrestling that's real ethan's excited wrestling is going to start being big time again yeah, AEW is coming around back to TNT. Uh, TNT is getting uh, wrestling again. Why does root beer matter in wrestling? 
So, anyways, you say why does root beer matter? Yeah, yeah, a and W, A E W. I said AEW, but you heard ANW. <laughs> so, anyways, Double. we're going to wrap things up. So, make sure you check us here. out on. <laughs> make sure you check us out on Facebook.com. Go to Facebook, homes, check us out. Get a like, you know what I'm saying? As ner- we're on Nerdables there. Nerdables. On Instagram, we are Nerdables. And on. God, that's the pictures. Twitter, we're at Nerdables Show. That's where the president makes fun of everybody. Yeah, I know. He gets on and he's like, ASAP Rocky is so cool. Like, he's all black now or whatever. He's he's so gangster. (laughs) I got him free, but, you know, like, they're just, like, imprisoning all my peoples, you know, downstairs. And they're like, what's up? Let's take the kids over here. Take the old people over here. We're not going to get into political talk on here. ASAP Rocky's free, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? That's okay. So for Chris, Ethan, I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next week. Hancholo's a part of the show. Hot churro? Hancholo. Hancholo. I'd like some hot churros. (laughs) I love hot cheetos so much.